I had a whole uh, another section of the sermon on Sunday um, about the shepherds going to worship Jesus. And um, it definitely was not going to fit in the uh, 20 to 25 minute range if I added that and really kind of a whole nother sermon. But I felt something... Um, worthy to be talked about because we see these shepherds who start in the story as non-fans, as, as people that were uh, known to be far from God. As I said on Sunday, some sort of mixed breed of the Wolf of Wall Street combined with dirty jobs. Um, that's kind of the social status that they would have had in that day, kind of in, 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 in our terminology today. But they end up receiving, God sends this angel to them uh, to say, I, I'm close, um, I'm, I'm showing up to you, uh, it, I'm, I'm close to you, doesn't matter how far away from me you are, I am close to you. He shows up, gives them the message of, 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 of good news, of all the hope and the joy and the peace and the, the love and the faith of, of, of this baby in a manger. And then the angels disappear. It goes completely pitch black again. Um, we don't understand the pitch black that it would have been, but completely pitch black again. Uh, if you've ever been to Fantastic Caverns when they turn off the lights, um, uh, minus stars in the sky, possibly moon, that would be what kind of pitch black it would be. And um, I don't, you know, we don't know any of their names, but, you know, Fred looked at Bob and goes, well, we better go find this kid, right? And we see them worshiping now um, in the rest of this story. Um, let me just let me just read it. Uh, Luke 2:15. when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in their heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Um, as it had been told them. And so the first thing of worship here that we see is that word haste. They went with haste. Um, the, 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 the Greek word, the New Testament was originally written in Greek. Now we have it in English because it's been translated. Guys, smarter guys than me have translated from Greek to, to English. And what these guys say that, that that word haste means is actually to speed. So, uh, it's like they got, you know, on their camels. If they had a donkey, if they had a horse, they broke all the speed limits to go search for the baby. Now, I know that's extreme and, you know, that's putting today over, over that. But the point is, is that it wasn't just ho-hum, let me go find this guy. Let me go find this baby. Whenever I find it, I find it. They sped. In fact, in my research over that word, um, one definition was actually kind of had a lustful connotation. Not that they were lusting after the baby, obviously, but that but that that word can be used in a lustful connotation. For instance, you know, once our heart determines that we're going to go sin, we go do it with haste. That we do it with speed, and 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 that 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 kind of that lust, that passion, that drive that we chase after something, and that's the same drive that they were trying to find Jesus. And sometimes. Sometimes I feel like um, in church today, just kind of in general, um, we've made it so easy to come and sit and watch and sing a song and call that worship. 
Um, but really worshiping Jesus is actually searching with haste, with, with passion, with drive, with desire that, 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 that you, you would like speed to go find him. Now, God is close to us. He says that all throughout his scripture, but also there's the other side of the coin that when we realize that we go with haste, with speed with passion, with desire to find Jesus as well. Another thing that we saw in the the shepherd's worship is that they got uncomfortable. Now, um, for a separate series, for a separate deal, in fact, uh, I don't even remember what I was uh, researching and it's hard for me to go find it again. But I, I read about, I read this, what, this guy that made an argument that um, Mary and Joseph weren't in a stable, they weren't in a cave, rather they were in a house. And he made a pretty compelling argument. In fact, I, I kind of believe that. Now, if you believe that he was born in a cave, if you believe he was born in a stable, that doesn't mean the nativity is wrong, etc. It's just a kind of an interesting thought. One... Hospitality in that day um, was completely different than in our day or in the day that uh, we started translating the Bible into English. They had started with true ends and stuff. Hospitality in that day was that when people came to a city, um, um, uh, people took them in, into their homes. And what this guy said was that we, we, we see that homes were basically, for the commoner, was three rooms. Um, one room was their main room. That's where they, it was basically living room, kitchen, bedroom combined. Now they did have an offshoot room that they would often call a guest room. And that's where they would house people uh, when they came into town. And the third room was on the front of the house and that housed all the family animals, the sheep, the goats, you know, um, uh, cattle, whatever animals they had, uh, that's that's what, 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 where it would be. I forget if it was Gideon, um, somebody, I was telling somebody this and, and uh, they were like, oh, so that kind of means that Jesus kind of, you know, uh, was born in a garage. Well, that would be a, a, a similar parallel there. And so as Mary and Joseph came in, there were no guest rooms available. Like, well, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll read it to you. Verse 2, verse 7, it says, it says how we translate it, because there is no room, uh, no place for them in the inn. But again, if you go back to the Greek, that word shows up three times in the New Testament. I don't know Greek. Guys smarter than me. This is what they say. Three times in the New Testament, that word for in shows up in the Greek three times in the New Testament. The other two times, other two times, uh, it is it is translated guest room, not in. They didn't know, the ends were not in in that day. Um, and so what they were saying was, was that Bethlehem was so full because of the census that was being taken that there was no room, no extra guest rooms for them. So a family put them up in their garage where all the animals were and the manger that was in that, that, um, that animal pen was the place that, um, Mary placed baby Jesus in, in the swaddling clothes. Now, this is all that background because this is important. Now, remember the shepherds. They were physically dirty and they were morally dirty. Nobody would want them in their home. 
But these shepherds showed up in a place where they knew they were not welcome. This was uncomfortable for them. They got uncomfortable. And you know, I think we see that all throughout the scripture, New Testament, Gospels, as worship. If you take, for instance, the woman, that uh, the sinful woman that broke open the perfume and, and, and anointed Jesus' feet and cried over his feet and wiped uh, her feet, uh, his feet with her hair. She was in a Pharisee's home. That was uncomfortable for her. Um, you know, you see, um, like Zacchaeus and, and Matthew, tax collectors, you know, hosting Jesus in his home. That was somewhat uncomfortable. Again, um, sometimes we make worship so easy in that we come, we show up, we sit, we sing some songs, we hear a sermon, we go home, and we say that's worship. But I think the more uncomfortable we get, the more it actually is worship. Now, it's not uncomfortable for uncomfortable's sake. But when searching out Jesus makes us uncomfortable, do we shy away from that? And do we back off from that? Because we say, ah, it's too uncomfortable. I want a safe life. I want a comfortable life. And worshiping Jesus in that way and hearing and following him in that way makes me uncomfortable. Going into this house would have been uncomfortable for the shepherds. They weren't welcome. So um, can we take that as a lesson for our own worship? Lastly, uh, the last thing that we see from that story is that... um, they put their re- rebuilt pillars on display. We talk about the pillars of hope, um, joy, peace, love, and faith. Um, it says that they made known what was um, said to them, the angels and, and all, the story all surrounding. Now, as I said on Sunday, uh, one of the jokes, uh, the prevailing jokes, if you will, about shepherds in that day was that, how do you know that a shepherd is lying? His mouth is moving. And so, uh, you know, I, I hear, I hear, you know, I don't know that I want to talk to this person about Jesus because they know my past life and the, 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 they'll see me as a hypocrite, etc. If the shepherds saw themselves as that or use that same excuse, ah, everybody thinks we're lying. So we're not going to, we're not going to share anything about what's gone on. They missed an, they would have missed an opportunity to put their rebuilt pillars on display. Jesus has come to rebuild these pillars. Hope that we have a certainty of a better future because he has wiped out our past and he's given us righteousness in the present so that he can secure our future. Joy and inner excitement about a life that is, that is full of purpose. Peace, calm in the middle of the storm. That it doesn't matter what's going on. We can, we can remain calm and remain confident and remain secure. Why? Because we are built on the rock of Jesus. Um, love, unconditional love. We, we're loved unconditionally and we can love unconditionally. And faith, that we see things the way God sees them. That he hates sin, that, that sin destroys us. But if we follow after him and hear and follow him, that we see the destruction of sin erase in our life. And they put those pillars on display. And you know what? The Bible calls that an act of worship. Now, this isn't evangelism and kind of maybe the old school, if you will, way of, you know, knocking on doors if you died at night, etc. Not really anything wrong with that question. That's not necessarily how we communicate either in this world. 
But really, um, you know, a lot of us, uh, we struggle with that. I mean, just our personalities. Um, but, you know, hope, hope needs no evangelism. I mean, Peter says in his book, give a reason for the hope that you have, for the hope that you have, for the certainty of a better future that you have in Jesus. How has Jesus given you a better future? You don't need to know more. You don't need to learn more. You don't, you don't need any of that to know the hope that Jesus has given you and given me. So we worship by putting these pillars, these rebuilt pillars on display so that those that are hopeless and their lives are crumbling down because, because of the sin that is occurring in their life. When their life is crumbling down, we come in and we show them the Jesus that rescues and the Jesus that rebuilds. Why? Because he's done that to us and we give them hope that that can happen. The shepherds, these physically and dirty, these physically and morally dirty people worshiped Jesus worshiped God. God not only allowed that, but he prompted that. doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, what you're doing, what's going on. Out of faith, I encourage you, start worshiping Jesus. It starts with searching for him with speed, with gusto, with diligence, with, with, with desire and passion. Getting a little bit uncomfortable. When we chase after him, it's going to get uncomfortable. And this next year, this next year, the team leads are talking about kind of a phrase, serve big. It, it can get uncomfortable. And also, give off the hope. Put the pillars on display that Jesus has rebuilt inside you. That's worship.